Hello, everybody. Um, hello, everybody who is participating this year in the free online Pranic World Festival. It's one of a kind opportunity now because everything is online. As far as I know, everything is, is free of cost due to the circumstances that are happening in the world now. So for everybody that is, is participating, that has taken the chance to, to do this or to continue to do this also this year, uh, as I am new, um, first and first, I would like to thank everybody in the organizational team for, for generating space for new people to come and share their experiences. Second, thank you for everybody who is uh, apparently audience. audience. That is a lot meaning for me and for the ones that are speaking because we have somebody to speak with. It becomes an exchange rather than a, than a monologue. And welcome. This is somehow my, my space. Um, and enjoy. Enjoy this year because what else is to do except enjoy and especially when you have the opportunities via online. Although it would have been much more beautiful as everybody, I assume everybody would like to be, to be not only virtually but also to be physically present to speak one with another, to give ourselves feedback, to, to share, to hug, to, to have more human contact. I think that is something invaluable. So, I, I am uh, Maria Tutsu. Some of you may know me, some of you may not, some of you may be curious to know me. I am 27 years, 28, I think I will turn 28 soon, I'll tw I'm 28 years old, I'm a mother of two children, I have two boys. I uh, momentarily live in Austria, in Europe, although I traveled a lot through the world, let's call it through the world, since my children were born and also before, but now I am located in Austria. Um, beside any, any title that I could give to myself, I am human, that's the, that's, I'm a human in practice, let's say, and that's if, if I would like to explore and to, to deepen myself into something, I would prefer it to be the whole complex of what I represent rather than isolated fields, fragments. Yes, so I'm a human. I am a friend. I am a supporter. And in all these important qualities and attributes then are, are specific qualities of all, all this that maybe make me able to to do my work that I am here to do and it's not a work my pleasure my curiosity mm. 
as the festival is about um, about the pranic lifestyle yes i do i do i do experience is not that i practice i do experience a pranic lifestyle um in the sense of freedom i suppose like everybody i was born with with uh, with a tabula rasa let's call it like an empty whiteboard and um, there have been layers and layers from various um, sources that have cultivated different parts of me uh, these sources maybe have not been necessarily the most aware because in the end we are humans and we also experience life through suffering and we understand a lot through suffering. And now when, especially after I had children, I didn't want to, to repeat the mistakes. Therefore, I started to ask myself what is true for me and what is not true for me. Uh, and that is represented by um, a doubtive, doubt, doubtful, doubtful quality which I find it very useful in being human. Um, I doubt not to defy the laws that um, are present. I doubt because it is my right and because I deserve to, to explore and to discover who I am and who I want to be. And this equation to to be able to navigate these equations. So yes, a pranic lifestyle for me is what I have explained now. I give myself, I give myself the allowance, even though it's difficult in the beginning, let's say, because how else to live except how we were used to it, how else to live except how we were taught by the most loved ones in our surroundings. Even if, even if, this creates suffering, it is still difficult to break these so-called patterns. But that's why I say that in the incipient phase it may be difficult, but afterwards it's it's a matter of integrity, it's a matter of... In the end, things cannot happen except we are saturated, except we cannot take it anymore. And that is what is happening through a... Um, unfolding of, of, of self-humiliating um, so this being said a pranic lifestyle for me is related to freedom is nothing related to food intake although consumption of absolutely anything is part of freedom um, It's, I do not have any goal of renouncing food, but actually I do have the, 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 the wish and I want to do one thing at a time. Because I realized when I do one thing at a time, I'm the most happy. And, um, and here, yeah, it is food involving also 
I don't want to speak a lot about this because um, it's not at all the main point in my life and that I would, if I would speak only about this, I would, I would, I would obsessively focus only on one subject. Um, I do have some, 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 some little uh, helpful subjects that I would like to explore with you together here. And although uh, I don't want to go so much in the past in my own memories, because most important for me is to speak to you now from who I am, well, that is priceless. That is above everything that you could know about me uh, as information. And uh... so I would like to speak a little bit. What is the difference between fasting and pranic nourishment? Uh, as I explained what it means, pranic lifestyle for me and pranic nourishment. Um, oh, fasting. I don't know if... The truth is, I don't know. I don't know if fasting is different than pranic lifestyle, pranic nourishment. Um, but as I've seen... In the, in the virtual reality and as I've seen in the world, fasting is, um, is a sub-part of the nutritional field and um, it is a lot connected to the perception of body and its mechanisms and... Um, it's one lesson of the nutritional field, let's say. It may have consequences of releasing and of various uh, temporary moments of freedom or of practicing more freedom, but uh, I think it is limited. This is what I do experience. The, the being when it is... Uh, it is focusing on fasting, the being, it is um, operating on a program because it is limited. Everything which is limited is a program, let's say, has an end, has an extension. There is the name, you have the name fasting, and then is a dot, and then there is an extension. And... Um, yeah, and, and, and this is what I think. I'm ex I'm explaining it a little bit quite um, quite abstract because that is how it is. I will not now pretend that I do know what fasting is and I do know what pranic nourishment is because that would be the end of me. You you, I, I, I think it is quite clear, you know, the moment when we are safe, when we are secure on something, that doesn't mean we are safe necessarily. And I prefer the safetiness of not knowing and discovering what it is and um, I suppose that fasting is when you assume you know when you assume you know the way when you assume you know the result I personally in this entire journey also um, went to such strategies in order to keep myself on uh, to keep myself on um uh, on a direction and I think that maybe fasting gives you a purpose of direction 
which in pranic lifestyle you don't simply need it. There is not a per you you don't there is not a goal oriented. You don't need a purpose. You don't need a purpose to to do this. You don't even do it. So that would be my my true explanation about fasting and pranic nourishment. Um, as a further um, as a further um, guideline, let's call it in this discussion. What would be the topic of this discussion is um, if I would give a definition to my being of light, what would be that? That is something that in my case belongs to the imagination because I don't I don't have a being of light. What I perceive now, as I look in the video now, as I look in the mirror, I do perceive a body. I do see a body. I do see a form. Um, so I have uh, have had not experiences with bodies of light. Uh, I could know about it from the from the collective field, who I don't know if they have experienced it or not. I could know this from informational points of view, but I have not experienced this um, this corpus that I have now. becoming a body of light yet i did experience that um, i did experience through various interactions with people that this was always present in a dynamic this was always present when there was another i did experience uh a dissolution of of the of the material um, consistency, and I did experience that there are other states much more fluid. There are states which are um, beyond rationality, and that also affects affects the interface with which we daily interact. Um, I don't have any way to to um, to access that. I have not developed any way. I don't know if they have. It can be developed. I live by uh, I live by um, I live by a way that it is given to me, and uh, my entire path is towards simplicity and. And relaxation, deep relaxation, and rooting myself in this rather than uh, aspiring for something. So every time that I have experienced this, which I think maybe a lot might call it a light body, even a lot of people told me that I have already a light body or that I should construct myself a light body. This is for me something part of the imagination, which at a moment or at another might descend on, 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 on me. I might be gracefully blessed to have such experiences. Um, but I do, I, the only thing that I can say is until now, I did experience it with another. It's always been the presence of another. 
and I uh, I had conversations into this field. Um, and in the end, it's interesting because the conversations are returned to the state of, let's call a, a reactive monologue. Uh, because when the fluidity of the, of the atmosphere is happening, we no longer have a form, a stable form to which we address ourselves. You address yourselves to the intelligence of the atoms in the atmosphere. So this is what I could say about the body of light, which is maybe interesting, but I believe a body of light is a collective reality. Uh, yeah, a collective reality. And it is happening as a collective reality. Another subject would be um, what is my opinion about the um, about the pandemic that has happened now? I don't know exactly the name. I suppose it's COVID nineteen. Okay, that would that, this this is funny. Since I'm a child, I I somehow I somehow live in a, in a very artistical reality. Everything for me seems like a movie or fragments of the of the of the life is like a movie. I mean, a cinematographical movie. Don't take this very uh, very serious. Um, I never believed in the authority of police, for example. I see uh, it is a it is a it is a uniform. It is a, a field, um, but. I cannot be fooled by that the police exists. It is part of a game. It is simply a role. And therefore, I never took it serious. Mm. Authority is inside. I cannot just act like a, like a crazy monkey, like a subhuman, and supposedly that I would be um, answering in front of an authority. Uh, that is a that is a ridiculous joke. Even though they are present here, but as long as they are not aware that this is a role and that humanity is above it, um, we cannot expect that they are responsible enough to act with integrity. So when this COVID happened, I was more interested in 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 watching. Somebody at the moment uh, described me as a watcher and related to interdimensional um, uh, perspectives, I understood that a watcher is a person who never inter interferes directly and watches and uh, reports somehow to, to other various um, um, galactic confederations or, or uh, assembles of... Um, uh, let's call it a cosmic journalist. <laughs> Um, so I, it, it's somehow not not proved to me, but it's it's interesting, and I always I always smile when when stuff like this happen. Um, also, um, yeah. Um, so when I heard about this 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 pandemic, first of all, a natural reaction is that. It's, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous for me to hear people and take them seriously. This is the first thing. Because whenever there is a fear-based uh, opinion or there, when there's a fear-based 
fear-based perception or an obsessive perception something is is something is is not is, something it's it's overwhelming and it's not um, it, i do not take it as true it's impossible to take it as true because then we omit this is like quantum observation when you observe something you omit the other uh, possibilities and that is um that is not our potential that is that is not at all what we have the potential to do and that is also uh that is also an action that has a tendency to uh that has a tendency to create suffering because we are blind towards the other quantum possibilities so what was for me important in this was to keep my focus about what is important to protect the others to help and support the others who are experiencing stress or who are, who are experiencing chaotical um or experiencing chaotical behavior or mass panic um I am not any more interested to go detail in details and know everything about it. Uh, no uh, informations at uh, the level of um, virology and um, and medicine. And um, but I am aware that uh, I am aware of the implications on the on a global political social reality and how this affected. And I know it has. Uh, been both a blessing and a curse for many on different areas of their life <clears throat> and i'm also aware of all the other quantum possibilities which every, all of them might be true including the what is known as the conspiracy theories the untested uh, uh, perspectives um, but uh, my, my position will always be in the center revolving all of this and uh, because only that I suppose that I can do what is meaningful in a situation. This is what I can say about the, the COVID without this is the most essential. I could I could I could babble a lot about this. Um, what advice I would give to people who are starting with pranic nourishment? Um, first of all, I I it's First of all, I think it's important that a person is clear what it means pranic nourishment for him. Clear in the sense the person doesn't need to know because he will not know. This is change is a constant. Pranic nourishment is not something that is um is not something that is final. Pranic nourishment is developing all the time. <laughs> so I would say that it's important at the moment when a person has this desire to understand why there is this desire and what this desire represents for him. Simply say, ask yourself, what is pranic nourishment for me? It might be an answer uh, to stop eating. Um, that doesn't mean that this answer is not valid, but I do say that this valid is not complete. So it's important to know that any reason that you might have at a specific moment in your life is not the destination and is not the complete um, unfolding of the story that is going to come. That would be the first and most important thing. Without this step, 
um, maybe this step would be helpful. I don't know how without this step things are going to go. I don't know if they are going to be, um, if I know if the journey is going to be more enjoyable and more easy, but my, my dream and my hope for everybody is that their journey is enjoyable and that the journey is smooth. And that if we talk in the terms of a process which might or might not be necessary depending on the person, on the perspective of a process, the procedural reality, because instant realization also might happen. Uh, but as long as there would be present a process, for me, if I can support in any way another, it would be to make the process simple, rooted, and, and as much possible enjoyable. And that doesn't mean that the process should not contain suffering or the process should not contain all spectrum of supposedly emotions or sensations. That only means that even in those times and even in the ecstatic times or in the times of, of nothingness, in the times of appearing to be lost and against everything that you have worked, even in that, those moments to not matter, to understand that it's all in perfect order and the best that we can do is to try. At least one day you can say, I've tried. That would be my, my advice. Other subjects which might be, might be interesting, interesting is to tell you, to tell you, I would like to tell you about the pleasant experience that I have lived. And um, to not make it so much of a personal journal, um, a pleasant experience that I have lived is life. It's the most beautiful experience that I could ever live. I cannot believe that I cannot believe that I am alive. I cannot believe that I have survived the experience that I have survived. And I cannot believe that I have survived myself and in the same time that I have become who I am because of myself and because of the others that are the apparent parts, apparent others, apparent others that are parts of the self. Now I can now I can say this. If you would have asked me when I was 18 or 19, I would have been some isolated fragments of my life. But now there is not the time anymore for me. And I cannot answer differently that the most pleasant experience that I have ever lived is my life. And that is an experience, 
it's not life which has experience, life itself, existence itself that I have lived until now, it's the most true. And that makes it pleasurable and enjoyable. And even these words, they do not represent anymore such an important uh, value. Um, true is more important for me than, uh, than pleasurable. Another topic, uh, to tell you an unpleasant experience. <laughs> I suppose you can guess the answer. Um, the most unpleasant experience has as well been life. Life has been for me the paradoxal experience. And I can and I can hold it in gratitude now because, because it had both and because I, I was growing in this. If it would be to, to talk about the most pleasurable and unpleasurable sensations, sensations in the most important experience called life, I would talk about the most pleasurable sensations have been and are suffering releasing, pain releasing moments from the most micro um, sensations such as when we stretch or when we, we work with our body, the moment when there is something contracted and the moment when we allow it to be contracted first and when we allow its release, that is the most, um, that, is, that, is, that is orgasmic reality, that is, where, that is the orgasm, that is for me what an orgasm is. Um, pleasurable experiences um, transcending fear and realizing its pleasure and that I have experienced in my birth, in my home birth, an assisted home birth, which was maybe the most important pranic lesson for me. I understood what pain is. Pain is a contracted sensation and it's limited as long as we experience our own doing as suffering, we, it, it, it's, like, it's like you have this finger and you always believe that this is the finger. This is the finger. And then actually it's a hand. And it has fingers, but as long as you focus that there is a finger, only a finger, you will not be able to experience the hand and the, the, the arm and everything. Um, and unpleasurable experiences. Um, unpleasurable experiences have been the ones that All my unpleasurable experiences in life have been generated from the fact that 
and all the people that I trusted and loved were living in fear as well. And they have passed on to me and they have uh, unconsciously supported me to develop the same pattern again. And that has, that has been the most painful experience in my life. Because um, because maybe it was not necessary, but how else could have been done? Uh, because I cannot uh, not take into consideration the reality of evolution of time, processual reality. Um, but I don't hold grudge on this. It, I, I, I can look at it now as something that has also a part in reality. It's like, how, how can I become strong if, if I have nothing what to make, make me strong? Of course, the ideal, uh, ideal uh, option would be that we start from, from, from beginning um, in the reality that we are consciousness and that we start from the beginning in the reality that we that we we take time and and we don't involve ourselves in all the games and we we do one thing at a time of course that would be ideal but we are more and more now here a lot of people a lot of parents are now here so I don't know if this could have been adverted, avoided, and I don't want to spend my time thinking about this. What has been, has been, and, and we move on. How do I see the world in the future? How do I see the world in the future in infinite possibilities? I really like so much this, 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 that I can see the world in infinite possibilities. But what I would like, that's a different, that's a different topic. <laughs> I would like the world to be relaxed playful, uh, full of imagination. I would like the world to be like children, that we play, that we discover, that we live much more simple, but with much more imagination. Um, and that we we develop technologies that do not require so much uh, involvement of, of of the of the of the complex of the of the I am human body complex complex. Um, so that would mean that technologies which are a lot develop which are a lot revolving around um, of, uh, around. Uh, around the quantum field um, 
manipulation, skillful manipulation. Um, that I suppose based a lot on um, um, electromagnetical uh, skillful manipulation. So for example, um, just imagine a bunch of children, very beautiful, um, that do, do things because they love and they like and that we can shift our appearances um, depending on moods and on days and if we want clothes they could be plasmatic clothes I imagine a very futuristic thing and um, um, I would like very much that we have the ability to, to shift into whatever creational species so I would like that it's not so, constri so constricted anymore in uh, boxes and species and this and ages and and um, I would like it to be just um, a, a playground of, of that we play and that we have fun and and that we don't most important we don't take things so serious because at one moment or the other we also must realize that there is a possibility that everything will simply disappear. So that's what I realize the most with my children when we go to the playground. I can't waste my time thinking about what I have to do, what I want to do, what I want to become, where I want to live, what is the perfect place. Or I could just jump with him on a boat and sail through the South Africa and we see rhinoceros and, and monkeys and we complete each other in this. And yeah, this is what I hope we will experience in our way back home um, as another subject as another subject important in this talk would be what is my what is my view on on life and death One can only start living when when he's not when 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 fear is not predominantly leading existence. Because we could say that like in a game, in a computer game, when, when there is all the time fear. Clearly, there are all the time enemies, and then there is always fear, and that is a survival mode. And life is um, a dance. Life is a is a lila. Life is a game. Life is a play. It's a, and that is when it starts life. It starts life when you are not fearful anymore. When you don't have fears, and yes, things still might not be perfect in the world, but you. And me and everybody, we can still exist without fear. Uh, and I think that is when life for one, for one individual starts. 
and death. Death, death is the death of what was before. Uh, because if you live without fear, you are not afraid of, of death. You don't see what is coming next as uh, end. Um, so I suppose that initially death must be present for life to happen. It's not at all that life happens and the end of life is death. Um, for life to happen in the conditions that we are now, in the conditions of the of how oh, clear everybody uh, is about what is happening, I think it's important an individual death, uh, a rebirth in the uh, in the love uh, existence, in the love way, in the lovely way of existing, or in the non-fearful state of being, and And, uh, and getting accustomed more and more with an understanding that death is happening all the time for a life and love or light to be able to, to be um, all-pervasive. What I can say about suffering? <sighs> For me, the words, they start to, to, to lose their, their meaning. So I can only say to you that for me, suffering, I don't, I don't, I don't agree anymore because it's not useful anymore. I don't, I don't support anymore the condensation of a sensation or of a, of a, of a complex of sensations into one word. But I believe into explaining simple uh, and uh, and very humanly about what is happening inside ourselves. So for me, suffering is an action, my own action of first of all, is my own action. That is very important to 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 say it. It's not something doing something. It's my own action. And many times suffering is happening in my life because I don't give myself time, because I hurry. I think here we can also put a little bit of the brainwave cycles, 
as an informational support. And suffering is happening when it's, uh, it's a lot about the unknown appearing to me. And um, me sliding into this unknown sometimes creates suffering. That is, that is very funny because it's, it's, it's really about the unknown. It's about, it's, it's about the unknown. Suffering for me is, is related to the unknown. And maybe I would like to, to know the unknown. <laughs> yes. of course on much more dense frequencies you can experience suffering in whatever in absolute whatever you can experience We can experience suffering with a beloved one. We can experience suffering when things get out of control. We can experience suffering when we are too stressed, when we don't take care of ourselves, when... In general, we experience suffering as more and more. Lack of self-responsibility self is present. And also we experience suffering when uh, we have a goal-oriented perspective because when we want to achieve things, because there is a pressure to achieve that and unhappiness with how we are in the moment. Uh, as a little example, I, I, I do have challenges, for example, with um, I do have challenges with uh, with various parts of my life. Of course, everybody knows it's difficult to be a parent. Um, everybody knows it's difficult to live with more people, you know, with fields. You have three, four fields interacting, entangling all the time, affecting one another. And What I realized for me is very important to on the things that I can concretely manage them, it's very important to have a discipline. Me, in most of my times, I would say no. Me, a discipline. I don't need a discipline. It's all divinely created. That's true. But the question is, am I experiencing like this? And that's the moment when I said, no, I'm not experiencing like this. And I need to experience it like that. And then I realized, okay, discipline is part of the experience of everything is divinely <laughs> arranged. So then I said, okay, now related to much more concrete stuff. For example, for me, it's very good because I do have a family. I do have children. I 
I don't want to renounce food. I, I don't, I don't, I will not reach anywhere through this superficial conception of, 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 of renouncing, renouncing food. I want to establish a healthy relationship with all my acts of consuming. That's what is much more important than, than being free of something. I am getting free from this act of love. So I said, okay, for me it's very important um, to respect where am I and who am I in this moment and to, to, to be grateful for who am I, to nourish who am I, to, to, to acknowledge it, to allow it to exist in this world. No matter what the, uh, the past preconditions have been and no matter what the pressure of the special future development may arise in me. And it's important that on a, on a practical level, for example, with the consumption of food, that I consume one time a day and that I give myself time to experiment with different stuff, like to experiment with not consuming for a few days and also to give myself the time and the space to, to receive sometimes blessings of 25 days, of 9 days, of 10 days of not consuming, of 3 days of no water. Um, this is for me what is part of my pranic journey. Um, discipline. Um, discipline is very important. It's not um, if it's done from love, if it's done from a complete recognition of where, where, what discipline and where discipline enters in this entire equation. Discipline is not something that you, the individual, decides for yourself. Discipline is a, is a quantum calculation that we can allow. If it's a discipline because everybody is doing it like this or the main groups on the internet or in the in the daily life are preaching it as a way that is not necessarily going to support you discipline is uh, it's not an isolated thing it cannot be copied and discipline has to be recognized as an act of service <clears throat> <clears throat> um, and as towards the um, I don't know exactly what uh, how how long I have spoken here, but towards the end of of my my recording, I would um, like to answer a last question. Um, about my financial, social, and nourishing lifestyle. My nourishing lifestyle. My nourishing lifestyle at this moment is do one thing at a time. Learn to relax because I don't know how. I did not know how to relax. I could not allow myself to experience relaxation on my own. I could experience with a beloved one. I could experience uh, um, after making love. I could experience in various situations, but by myself, not by myself. I was always preoccupied what to do more, cleaning, about cooking, developing incredible things. And now has come the time to allow myself to relax. 
allow myself to relax the muscles of my face, allow myself to relax my body, allow myself to relax my mind, my preoccupations, anything. And um, this is my nourishing lifestyle. And that's an act of love. You could call it an act of self-love. And uh, I, I try to practice it all the time and it affects my interaction a lot. At the same time, I also allow myself to, to not do that. I allow myself to have various other sensations on the spectrum of human sensations and to allow myself to be human is very important. I am allowing myself to be fragile. Nourishing for me at this moment is a healthy communication. Uh, nourishing for me at this moment is feeling safe. Nourishing for me at this moment is co-regulation of relationships, a natural, higher intelligent co-regulation of relationships. Um, allowing the allowing the various technologies that are existing already because of different pathways of the collective mind are being rewired and these technologies are um, are based resonance based um, sonic uh, sonic ultrasound magnetical uh, um, abilities um, everything that might may sound very futuristic let's call it like this I don't know the names you know it's, it's very nourishing for me like for example I was with my kids and and um, and my partner likes all the time to to create to he calls it to to bless the food but for me because I'm also quite a scientist for me, this is um, this is a quantum emanation, and all the time when he says "Om," I even asked him, "said Don't you feel when you say Om like it's a sonic?" <laughs> these, are the, these are some of the topics that we discuss in our family. It's a kind of sonic vibrating emanation towards the food that interacts with the molecules and with the with the atoms and. So this is very nourishing for me. Mm. Now, what is my social lifestyle? I have to say I'm not a very social person and I would love to be much more. And that's the step. What is going to happen next? Uh, the online lifestyle for me has come to an end slowly, slowly. And I want to, to experience the fragility of human relationships because that's the deal. That's a lot of beautiful and known corners of, of oneself that I would like to explore. And financial lifestyle. Um, I have no idea how to answer this question, so that I just try to answer it from most of the angles that I can. Um, um, me and my family, we do have um, 
financial spendings like everybody else on this earth and we try to do our best uh, while keeping our integrity and uh, this as well it's an, a fragment of one's life and it's not gonna become the center of our lives we try to not worry we try to not obsessively focus on it and uh, what I have experienced is that once you live in it's it's an acquired humbleness let's say i have actually experienced that in the quantum field there is always money <laughs> it's again a matter of fear of non-fear-based reality and it happened many times when i was uh, when i was almost quite on zero and uh, apparently just people that i know through various ways to try to normalize this, they just uh, they just deposit money on my account, and um, it happened already quite many times to take this just as a happening. And yes, I do believe that there is self-regulating thing that there is a let's call it a um, um, hyper-intelligent. Um, regulating including money uh, at the moment in this world we are living um, we are most of the resources are are, are being uh, monopolized i think this is the word they have one or two authorities or powers that uh, is in charge of the distribution uh, which is mostly incorrectly and which is transactional based on money, which is money is a concept, it's a resource, uh, it's a concept, it's an idea, but it has been used as, um, as a, the truth is it has been used as a, as a means of control. Um, if we talk globally, uh, any idea any word any idea that we have it's an idea uh, and money is also an idea um, so i see it for what it is of course it's part of our lives and of course it can create stress because it's somehow how we are conditioned to acquire or not things um, but in the same time also, I don't stress, I try to not stress too much on it because I know it is what it is and it's not necessarily healthy to, to take something so seriously um, because that doesn't mean that we will have it and that doesn't mean that it will be safe because ultimately it's not uh, uh, correctly and uh, free distributed and is not um, distributed for the well-being and harmony of this planet, but for um, other various agendas that I will not discuss necessarily here. These are topics that must be focused on. Um, yeah, but I am uh, I am uh, using and I am investing this idea in the in the health of me, my children, and my family in um, 
Yeah, mostly it's about this, is that I'm investing that we can continue uh, we can continue living uh, in an exemplary mode and in a, in a healthy mode on all levels. And that of course affects of naturally and and not an opposite to this we are I don't support living and using money to live a lifestyle based on suffering and based on um, instant stimulation gratification and uh, spontaneous short-term um, satisfactions indulgences therefore uh, my financial lifestyle is a lifestyle of self-sustainability and when the time will be right and this will be a much more collective uh, step then i'm sure it will reach there uh, nevertheless i think this uh, this has reached uh, an end I am very happy that I could make this video, this recording, and uh, with a lot, a lot of hope, we will see one another soon. And physically, in physical form. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, I wish you a great time in enjoying the wonderful other speakers and and people that have came together here from this plane and other planes to 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 talk to you about 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 life about um, about beauty about art about uh, about everything that happens in this in this beautiful beautiful dream thank you so much and wish you a great enjoyable life ahead